Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountain Squire football podcast edition. MWR.com is our website. Check us out there, um, Twitter, Facebook. I'm doing it, Matt. Kind of like doing a couple Instagram posts. That should be a surprise to some people. Pleasant surprise, hopefully. Pleasant surprise. It'll be good. Um, yeah, if you uh, first time listening to the show, you know where to find us. Anywhere you find your podcast, Spotify, Anchor, um, not YouTube, sorry. Uh, is Apple Podcast officially Google Podcast? Just do this, folks. Search Mountain Squire in your podcast app. We're there. Yeah. And it's not hard to find us. We're we're around. We're taking a little a different approach. We're about we're not the midway point. We're about how many teams have we done? Four or five preview teams? I believe we've done five. Okay, so we're almost halfway. But we decided to at this point, it's uh basically the end of June, early July, depending when you're listening to this. And we're gonna talk about what the heck's going on in college football this fall. Can it happen? How will it happen? What will it look like on TV and all the closures and postponements of uh voluntary workouts that's been going across around across the country. So yeah, Let me put, and you may recall that this is this is something we touched upon in the early stages of the pandemic's breakout. I think it was back in like March or April or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in a lot of respects, we're kind of revisiting the subject because you know we're within roughly 60, 70 days of week zero at this point, and you know the NCAA has uh, given the green light to that six-week training period leading up to the presumed start of the or the. Yeah, yeah. I guess presumed start would be the best way of phrasing it of the college football season. But you know, when you That's, look at the kind of wider spread of how things that are unfolding, uh, you know, not only across the country but in many of the Mountain West states, it's it's, uh, it's still very dicey, if not more dicey than it was when we talked about it the first time. Oh, it definitely is. And part of it could is um, if you think about it. It's uh, like when we talked back once, we were like, oh, well, no spring, what's going to happen? But areas have increased around the country. There are some, most law schools are back on campus. But it's also like we just discussed before, what we're seeing right now, not just from the college football part, but just from life and everywhere. This was, to me, and you said 100% predictable, things will get worse before they get better. Because you know why? American people like to go out and do stuff, and they don't listen and don't want to be stuck over. Or follow the rules, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, sadly. Sadly, but with the college football front, we've had a, like, it, one thing that interests me that sort of happened, but not yet. It's like, well, I guess Boise State kind of did. We'll start there. No, teams, like, my first thought, I was like, what teams are going to release information about who's getting sick, who's sitting out, or who's not practicing because your roommate got sick? So, so like, it's for a while, it's like, we're not doing We're not releasing info, but then Boise sort of released a little bit. I know Michael Katz, who covers Wyoming football, I think they've had like no tests or no, excuse me, no positive tests and their voluntary workouts right now. But yeah. then you go to Clemson's had two outbreaks. LSU's had 30 plus. Kansas State shut things down. I'll get more in Kansas State in their 80 later, but there is enough, like University of Houston had just six, not football, but six across the board, all, all sports, whatever sports were back. They're shutting it down. It's like, this... Here's my thing. Like we'll get, we'll break down a little bit more. A few things here, there, but Matt, if you're getting 
sick or we don't know technically some schools say positive test some are saying quarantine because you're working out with somebody who got sick if mm -hmm. you're getting sick or being pushed aside where you can't be around other people for whatever maybe 10 to 14 days depending on the guidelines will ultimately be because the nba coming back is a bit different it's uh, a week or 10 days plus include also two negative tests i believe back to back but if you're getting positive test results and you're not doing what Kansas State did without the freaking parties or doing what the, the tennis player did, shirtless parties, come on, be smarter than that. But if you're getting sick for being in the same weight room, being distantly apart, not having any physical contact, how are they going get, to get keep the whole team not getting it when Hawaii starts practicing in like two weeks? Because those week zero teams are going to be starting, can go on campus fully in like two weeks. Well, I mean, the short answer is they can't or they won't. I know exactly. So why do we expect college football to start? Like we're all naive to think it was starting. That's sort of included as well. Oh, I can go do things. My state's doing this. Your state's doing that. New York's doing this. Florida's this. Mississippi this. Alabama that. Well, we're I mean, all... you're already. I mean, it's not directly related to the Mountain West, but you're already seeing kind of the the impact of the pandemic on other programs in other parts of the country. You know, I think it was, uh, if I remember correctly, I read on ESPN that four games in, uh, involving historically black colleges have already been canceled. And that includes the Southern Heritage Classic that normally takes place annually between Jackson State and Tennessee State. You know, uh, Morehouse, which plays in Division Two, just canceled their entire season. And, and I believe they're they a pretty the, good D2 the, school as well, right? The first to do so. And, you know, maybe more close to home. You know, I Patriot live here League. in California. Yeah, oh, we talked about that a little bit in Hawaii's. Yeah. But, you know, just for me personally, more close to home, the conference where many of the Central Valley's junior colleges play, uh, including Fresno City College, Reedley College, which if you're a Wyoming fan, you might recall that's where Josh Allen was from. Um, they've already announced that they're canceling the 2020 football season on the community college level. And there's at least one institution that's I think they're petitioning or they're trying to play in another conference since that's going to happen. But, you know, on some small level like this, the things are already starting to trend in that direction in certain corners of the country. And it's like in Arizona as well, a couple minor, not minor, but whatever, like Maricopa Junior College canceling sports for the fall. Mm -hmm. It'll start low because here's the thing. JUCO, NIAA, D3, D2, even maybe. FCS, eh, not as much because they get a, a touch of money because they're, they're Division One. You will mm -hmm. see those programs not play, cancel the season, try, like you said, makeshift. Oh, we can play here, so we'll play a partial season against teams in this region because we can bust there. And it seems, real, at the moment, again, relatively safe, and anything can change within a five-day period or even less. So all this mm -hmm. is subjective right now because, oh, I'm like back to Wyoming. Oh, Wyoming's great. They're doing good things. Well, where do their players come from? What are they doing to get back in in campus? And what, and who knows when when students, if students are allowed back on, how that'll work if you bring in another hundred to thousand, depending. You know, I mean, depending because some classes have to be in person. But my point is, it'll start at the lower levels where there's not again. We know we know we, know, we all know what's at stake here. That's a lot of money. These programs, football, fund some basketball, Olympic sports, a they million other basically everything your sub basketball could bring in a little bit of cash but realistically it's football with the playoff money if you make it to a good bowl game like a group new year's day game that splits money a bit more and also right now matt we have not seen or heard at this point we know the first four weeks of maybe the whole season for mountain west or 80 percent of it of oh you're on cbs sports network 
San Diego, home of San Diego State football at 10 p.m. Eastern play in Hawaii or mm-hmm. something. We know those game times. We don't know that right now, but with all these smaller, all these other small programs doing it, they're, what's going to be done first is more reduction salary from coaches or staff for AD. The last thing they're going to want to do is stop football because he said it's the moneymaker. So yeah, that's not going to happen. I, well, I mean, well, it might be forced upon them, but they're not going to step forward and say, we're not going to play this season. Like there's one league. I think it is a SWAC, the historic schools that you mentioned, a lot of them there. They're saying recently, like they're playing, they're, they're pl- most FCS and their FCS. They're planning for mostly except those few games. We're going to plan for the season as we all, that's the plan right now. But if they're not going by, I think, middle of October, like, we're done. We're not doing this. There's no point. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how do we get across to people to, where, like, this is a, like, I kind of fell into it as well. Like, Matt, like, have you changed your thought about saying, hey, we're gonna, besides just doing the previews, we're kind of going as normal, doing our write-ups and stuff about news and previewing the OOC team. So has your thought really changed from mid-April till now about having a season? No, it hasn't. It's I fell into it a little it's bit. It's still worse Sorry. than 50-50, I'd say. I'd say – I honestly think it's worse now than it was then. Yeah, probably. Because my, my family's from Houston, and they were sending people to the children's hospital who got positive codes or run out of room. Their ICUs like 97%. And people, listen, hear when I say this. Don't go – if there's – I know we're not experts on this by any means, right, Matt? We don't know what we're doing mm-hmm. here. But, okay, I, I married to a nurse. I work at a news station. Yes, I do sports there, but I work at a news station, done news before, and still do news occasionally. Speak to people who are, know what they're talking about. Don't listen to guys like freaking Clay Travis that this is nothing more than the three other people like that. This is worse than that because 150 k have died from this in like three months? Yeah, well, it's pretty. It's more like 125 k but if yeah. you want to put that okay. into perspective, I'm just going to just lay out this analogy, you know? Imagine that, you know, UNLV football, right? What didn't have a great season last year, but, you know, they still drew roughly 120,000 people. So imagine 127, 120 individuals. You know, I mean, you know, there may have been in reality some repeat customers, but just just imagine for a second that, you know, each fan that showed up to a game last year was different, right? Now imagine all those people are dead. Yeah, or Michigan Stadium, Kyle Field, and then, and then, Stadium. And then just throw 5,000 more deaths on top of that because that's yeah. the kind of perspective I think that people need to have in order to recognize the scope of what's going on and is still ongoing. It is. And like part of it's just like I'm in a state where I'm like against the nitty-gritty details. People don't care about why Utah is doing opening quicker than other. If you're from the state, you probably could figure out with what's coming up on June 30th. It's not a huge – it's pretty easy to figure out. But – it's like the people you hear to say, like, we're going to mix in what you hear on the news and we'll get footballs. Because right now it's all related. So they say, what are you doing? No sports. This is all sports related. So relax, folks. If you don't listen, if you don't like it, honestly, we don't care. Don't listen. We're talking about people do it. It's an interesting thing to be aware of what's going on. They want people want, oh, we want to go out and make money, do the economy. I get all that. But do it safely. Like we saw you t- retweeted probably every single thing. I don't know how many schools have done it, but they started campaigns where every, mostly universe, like, wear a freaking mask because, yes, information has changed Matt, but that always happens because this is brand new so i yeah, see people there, including, I mean, if you want college football wear your wear a freaking mask and stay home and if you have to work be careful like i'm not i normally ride the train to work every day i'm not riding the train right now i'm driving in to go and I have to drive in 
If I'm going to it's the store, it's worth noting pickup, at this point too uh, that there is still a lot that we don't know about COVID nineteen. That's the problem. Yes, we don't know a lot. And yeah, Aaron said. And a so cost, the fact right? the fact that a lot of people are treating it so cavalierly is just kind of appalling to me. It is it's because like, we we don't uh, know. I mean, and we know to some extent, and you know, we know like you mentioned the mask thing. I think maybe we can talk a little bit more about that just to kind of break up the uh, the negativity a little bit. Right. You know, because because you know, we're, we're recording this on, at roughly 1.30 on, on June 28th, and I, I, I don't know exactly who started this social media campaign, but the first person I saw it who was, who was tweeting about it and really trying to get the word out about it was UNLV's athletic director, Desiree Reed-Francois. Yeah, right in stadium. Yeah, so basically all throughout yesterday and into today – um, you know, you started seeing, if you were following those people, a lot of coaches, um, personnel in the athletic departments, you know, Peter Hansen, the, the, the defensive coordinator, you know, the women's basketball coach, uh, Lindy LaRouche, um, a whole bunch of other people. And they've taken it, they've taken it upon themselves to kind of create a challenge out of it, you know, trying to spread the word and just to, 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 to encourage people to wear a mask. And so, you know, she challenged, I believe it was uh, Tom Berman, the athletic director at Wyoming, and John David Wicker at San Diego State. Both of those guys have done the same thing. And, you know, so I, I would imagine over the next several days, you'll probably see a lot more figures across the Mountain West to try to promote this common sensibility, I guess. Here you know, is because... a... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Continue. I was just going to say, because, you know, if you look at recent data since Memorial Day, you know, there's no state in the Mountain West among those who host a, a football program where they've really kind of knocked it out of the park. You know, you look at nationwide trends and some of the I think it was at least three of the states have seen increases of cases that are by about 50 percent. Now, if I remember correctly, and, and don't quote me on this because I was trying to find the map I saw earlier and can't. But it was Idaho, Wyoming, and Colorado were among the kind of worst. Oh, include offender, no, no, offenders. no, no. You got to add Utah there because it has been the worst every day for the past week. Yeah, just and, about and, and, and no you know, outbreaks. This... Not like one particular because they had a meatpacking plant that like five hundred people. Not including that. It's just typical non-extreme hotspot from a company or something or from, you know it's, it's kind of like that episode of the the Office, the weight loss episode, where <laughs> it's not like it's not like anybody's doing that great. You know, because no matter which, you know, municipality you want to look at, yeah. you know, nobody's really crushing it right now. Like, I think it was a couple days ago, marked one month, for instance, since Fresno, where, where I live, lifted their shelter and order place. Um, you know, they've had 50 more deaths since then. There's been essentially one and a half deaths per day that are COVID-19 related. And, the you know, the number of new cases has jumped by 3000, you know, when, and, it, and it came at a point where we were really starting to manage it really well. And that's just one example. You know, you look at, you know, San Diego, you look at Santa Clara County where San Jose is located, you know, even, you know, the latter County, which was one of the first in the country to really be proactive about enforcing shelter in place orders. They've backslid a little bit too. And there's some questions about whether they're going to be able to reopen at the pace that they want to. You know, I, w I was trying to find the stat that I saw earlier about Idaho, where I think it was that they set a new. I think it was like they, they outpaced all of May in the last month 
in the number of Texas new cases. Texas did that too, or, like Texas. Or, or in the last week, rather. They've had more cases than they did in all of May. It was something along that. those lines. Yeah, yeah there's it's, been like te- Texas, like from March, early March until now, or from till May, till June 1. Mm-hmm. Is June 1 to now is more than those months combined. Yeah. It's not good, folks. So it's not. How do we get back to college football? How do we revere back to stay? What are we going to do here? Well, I mean, I could throw out that analogy because I've, I've seen other people start using it too. It's like, you know, wearing a mask every day is just like helping a team be 1-0 every single day. You know, yeah. Because that's the kind of coach speak that, you know, a lot of personnel used for their athletes. It's like, you, you know, you don't focus on going undefeated for the season right away. You focus on going undefeated for the day or the week that's in front of you. And exactly. I feel like that's maybe the most apt kind of analogy that there is because you're you either in in an instance like this you're you're either a team player or you're not and you know some people may not like to hear it but that's that's the case you know you're either going to help save lives or you're not yeah you don't want to be like i'm pretty sure everybody saw this video because we had a uh back and forth with somebody twitter for a minute but there's a video like in california they had in certain places around the country now you have to wear a mask like Anywhere you're going, almost anywhere, especially specifically indoor place, like you go grocery store, you go here, you go there, here in Utah, there, being weird about it, but certain counties have to require it, federal state buildings, you have to have it on, stuff like that. It's like, just do it. It's like, in the video, people see it, it's Lady at Trader Joe's out in California for over the weekend. Here's North the thing Hollywood, about, yeah. Okay, North Hollywood. So here's the thing about that. I, there's a million different things about that that's wrong with it. Don't freak out too much at the person. But then when the person freaks back at you, it's kind of hard not to. You know what I mean? Like, don't escalate the situation either way. However, from knowing medical information from who I'm married to and everything, like, and having a service dog ourselves to know what, what can be adequately accommodated. So let's just say, which 99%, I'm pretty sure, your doctor's not going to tell you not to wear a mask. Highly unlikely, right? Highly, highly mm-hmm. unlikely. So if that's the case, let's just say we're the few people that, for whatever reason, health condition, health issue... You could, it's not a good idea to wear a mask. Well, first off, you probably shouldn't be out and about if that's the case. But let's yes. say you have to go out because you're a single person, nobody's available to help you. Let's just say like you're on your own for whatever. You move to a new place and the start like, oh crap, what do I do? I know nobody, and, and you're kind of like, oh, it's just you. So if I go to the store, you know what the store can do for you, Matt? If you if you talk about my doctor won't allow me to wear it, they can make adequate accommodations to hey, we'll go shopping for you. We'll get your stuff for you. There's a there's a dozen different things they can do for you. At the store, if they don't require, like, hey, it, it says store doesn't have a mask to get you. That's any, or whatever reason. Curbside pickup. Yeah, there's a million different things. See, let's say you go into the store, you go, like, I blanked the other day, I didn't have a mask in my car, I'm like, and I not required. I'm like, oh crap. I'm like, I dug around, I found one, and got it. Okay. One day, I'm like, went to the gas station to fill up, wanted to grab a drink, no mask. Well, no drink. I'll go to work and I'll mask there. I'll get a drink at work so I can get access there. But they can make, not, like, yeah, there's curbside pickup, deliver to your house, but say you're at the store and you just, whatever the rule is in place and you just kind of forgot about it because that happens not blame anybody they say hey you gotta go but they're like but they're like oh i need to do my shopping like well they can be okay well you could do this this or they might even do it i'm pretty sure they would hey give me your list i'll go buy it for you you can wait outside and we can run your car or something there where you're not inside with everybody there's accommodations you can't just because you are medically cleared or whatever medical condition would be you don't have to have a mask or there's other different things as well that I could relate to. But here, it doesn't mean you can do what you want, right? They can accommodate you the right way. And if you're back talking back and yelling and causing a hissy fit about it, 
then no, they could kick you out of the store and not do it. And so there's a combination that could be made. But you're right. The one and no thing, like, let's just do it. It's like, yeah, it's hot in certain parts of the country. I don't like, like, I my work has required it for me for like three months. Since like March 15th, I've had to wear a mask every day to work before things got really bad in my area. So it's like, it's, go buy your standing it's been, it's been over 100 degrees here for two straight weeks until yeah. yesterday. That's and tough, I right? wore a mask every single time I went out to do something. Yeah. Like, it's been mid-90s by me, but all I do when I walk is walk across the street. I'm like, oh, man. I, that's a complaint because I'm walking across the street from a parking spot. But it's like, I can see how that could be an issue. But if we want football to come back, like, if you're out, you're doing the workouts, if you're out with your team, like, obviously just wear it. But, like, when these teams are working out, like, 10 people get sick from being in an indoor weight room, which I can get if you're working out, huffing a puff, and you're expo- 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 not exposing, but, you know, I mean, like, you're – Breathing heavier, more particles get out in the air. Maybe by the Under Armour mask, you know, I don't know if you're working out, but like for football, there's clearly going to be very few people in the stands. Off, like the governor of Texas, like, oh, we're going to 50 percent. Yeah, that's not happening. He like said last week, like 100 people. Here's what thing that I don't like: like NBA's coming back, end of end of uh, July. Adam Silver's like, what else are we going to do? You know what else you can do, Adam Silver? Not play basketball if it comes to it, right? There's an option to not do this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so him saying that, it's like, I get it. You want to come back. But when we're getting these teams coming to the campus, like, there's only so much safety you could provide. Like, are they not going like, to – let's just say – in here. Well, let me back up. Here's what they want to say. People say there's still time. There's not much time left, Matt. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. teams are practicing in two weeks, three, two to four weeks. Let's say there's two weeks of just kind of figuring out your grouping and you're kind of – you still have everybody there, but you stagger your times, you're – doing your own thing in your area. You're not doing combined team meetings or maybe there's like video meetings for your team meetings and stuff like that. So you can mm-hmm. stay distant and everything. You're in a dorm room or apartment where, okay, we got our team meeting for everybody, but there's, it's all summer, whatever. There's some in person, some not. You get my direct there, but I do. Are they not going to start hitting there? At some point you have to start hitting because you're not going to go into game one, not playing or not hitting not doing your full stuff because first off there's injury risk. Like if you're not hitting contact, your body's got to get used to it on some level. And it, there's not, I don't know. It's like, I'm lost for words a little bit about how this can be done properly when this is the most full contact sport there is out there. Like basketball, decent amount, baseball, not very much. UFC, it's one-on-one. So if, I guess if you're not testing positive, you're finding UFC essentially. But then golf, last week, like six people had to leave because they're in close contact. Golf's like the most distantly social sport there is, and people are testing positive. Like, you tell me when you sack the quarterback and you're huffing and puffing and drool gets on it, and like spit in the guy's face? Come on. What are we doing here? I, and that's the thing. I'm still not even sure, even if they do everything right, that a season is going to happen in full, at least. Yeah. I, here's my thing. We have about 10 weeks till the start of the season. About... Can you get what? What does six months do for us? Quite a bit. Like I wrote an article about. I know I put in blurbs about it before, but I did a piece over the weekend, and I'll get to some of the quotes from Yahoo and other places. But if we start a season in February, I know it's freezing cold in Laramie, Fort Collins, Boise. It's cold in a lot of different parts of the country. But so is November. Not quite as cold, but getting there. But a lot of these places have indoor facilities are practiced in, like New Mexico, a little cold. Logan, yeah, really cold up in Utah. They've indoor thing, I believe. But why not wait till February? And you go all February, all of March, all of April, that's 12 weeks, and you finish end of May. Like, all the the bowl stuff is pretty quickly. You're done by second week of June if you're in the title game. So it goes threads out there. 
maybe, yeah, I don't know, maybe late January, but why not give us, we're in July, July, August, September, October, November, December, six months, seven months to figure things out. And people are like, well, then they play two seasons in two seasons in one year. Like, well, guess what? These guys are working all the time anyways. They're all hitting and running and doing different physical activities year-round. It's like the Dan Hawkins thing. They get like four weeks off a year, and that's it, when he's talking about Colorado football. Yeah, I mean, I think the only problem you would run into is their unpaid labor. I <laughs> so, get, No, no, no. I, I, mean, I, I, so I agree. It's not like they would be getting to do this. For, it's not like they're doing this for a, for a living in the same way that a professional athlete might. So – you know, I can I can understand why there would be some reservations about putting them through the ringer like that. Yeah, because you'd have what six. Say you're done Memorial Day weekend, and your no spring football clearly. Your fall camp starts middle July, late July, third week of July. It's like only eight weeks or something. Yeah, unless you were going to scale things like way back, and I'm talking like an eight game season. Yeah, there could be that too. Like it could go back to us staying like conference only games, right? Hmm. Like, what? So, what options do we have? Like, like before we get to options, I got a few things from. I put the notes on like my my piece that did like the Kansas State AD has like literally no clue what to do. Not that he's not smart and not cool, but like the end result, what are they going to do? Like middle of the season, what do they do if twenty of the players get sick and fifteen more of the quarantine? Like the Big Twelve is like, well, we'll pat, we'll put an extra padding week from for the title game. Like, what's one week going to do for you, Matt? You know what I mean? Technically, that it's might be, gonna do nothing. I know. Technically, that might be 13 days enough to quarantine a couple, like some guys. If you get that, technically, it's a two-week period. If you think about it, from game to game, if you're in that title game, or you, not even the title game, but you spread a week out. Like technically, that's two weeks. But how well are you gonna be? Like, here's a couple of things we don't know as well. We do know younger people are less susceptible for it. I will say that. Not that they're what? immune to it. They could still get sick. They could still die. We don't know long-term stuff how it could happen to them in four three or four not even not i'm well when i mean long-term I mean months not that's tr- technically short-term but like three or four but months at, but at the same time can i interject real quick yeah go ahead because but at the same time young people are currently becoming more and more of a larger share that's more true. recent testing results mm-hmm. i'm not saying anybody's safe about it but, but i mean like if you're an 84 year old person or 70 70 year old person with other issues more likely but you are correct that younger people are getting more sick. They can get sick, whether or they may not have symptoms and get other people sick. So was, what I'm getting at is like, if you're a bunch of issues and you're older, chances aren't as good for you. But if you're younger, chances are better. But still, there are still problems. Like it's a respiratory thing. We're having lung issues in a couple years down the road or within a year. It's like if these guys, oh, you're quarantined, you got you got sick, you got symptoms. Like Matt, how good do you feel if you're the flu? Like that to compare the two flu, but like you have some illness. And you need to do a, vigor, a vigorous activity two days after you're technically cleared and feel fine. Not very good, right? Are you telling no. me guys who get sicker be good to go in two weeks if they actually have symptoms? They're a little lethargic, tired, app, probably weight loss. You know what I mean? It's like muscle loss. It's like, how's that going to work as well? But a couple of a couple coaches have said, like, oh, should I have you? Like, the AD of Kansas State, like, they put the extra week, which, whatever. Like, cool. That I guess that's a nice gesture, you know what I mean? But. They, well, like Power Five coaches. The, let me get the exact quote from the uh, K State AD Gene Taylor. He's like, I have no idea. Oh, that's the wrong coach. Wrong one. Hold on. I got a couple quotes. I'm trying to get the right one. He's like, I'm certainly more nervous now. Now more nervous that throughout the year we may have lost the games. Which uh, I do think we'll get games in, whether it's 12, nine, or whatever the number is. I'm not confident about getting all 12 right now. I uh, probably was a week ago, which 
what changes a week. I don't know. He goes, but I think we're also leaning, learning more week to week, which is a big thing. Like I said, things could change in a couple days from now. Clearly, if they if they get better, it's not going to be much better. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what is it better? Because here's the thing too. Like, I'll jump to the screen. They're trying to fast track a vaccine for this, which typically they typically they take a long time to get. Like, I forget what the most recent big one was, like polio or something, or I guess technically chickenpox is fairly. I never had the chickenpox vaccine. You, you probably you 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 neither because we're about the same age. We just got it. We're fine. You know what I mean? Maybe get a booster when you're fifty or something or older, just to make sure. And the polio, what I think it was, took a couple of years. The reason to move it to the spring, there potentially, maybe best case, super best case scenario, one around January, maybe. And that's like nine months after we knew what was going on. You know what I mean? Ten months. And that's mm-hmm. a maybe. And so that's the other reason to move it to the spring. But like these other Power Five coaches, they're like, uh, we're. He's like, I have no idea how we play. We are cleared to have 10 guys work out all the time when no one will hit 10 feet. And we have to have to clean the whole room all the time. And two weeks later, we, we can line up in a 11-on-11 walkthrough. It's like, how are you doing that? He's like, if it's contact tracing, we lose a guy for 14 days. I don't know how we're going to have a football season because if it's – I don't know the level, the layers they go through because when Rudy Gobert did what he did, he one of my guys who I worked with, he covers a jet, Utah Jazz. Rudy Gobert touched the microphones in the same room with them. Like, get me on a quarantine for two weeks. I'm like, I haven't seen him forever, but what's the uh, the, the tracing word? But yeah, I mean, like the layers that you need to go through to say, hey, you need to quarantine or stay away from people for two weeks. Well, and isn't he, didn't it just come out yesterday or today that he's still not back to 100%? I need to look at that. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me. And that was back in middle of March? Yes, it was. I'll have to check it. I can check it here right now, but here's the thing, too. He got sick. Donovan Mitchell did not. Or, I mean, didn't have symptoms, I should say. Mm-hmm. And bunch down the road, and Rudy Gobert is a high-level pro athlete. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, so what? Like, if we're looking at options, like, what options should we should fans? What expectations should fans be looking at? They they should be uh, honestly. I don't I don't know if we've talked about it this off season yet. I know that we usually have kind of a where can you find games online or streaming or whatever. Um, plan for <laughs> roster plan for update. That. <laughs> plan for that. Because yeah. I, I honestly do not see a situation anywhere in the country where anybody's going to be able to go see these kids in person, safely at least, even with social distancing. Like I just I wouldn't do it. Like I was. Have you um? I know you listen to Solid Verbal. Have you listened to the most recent one with Adam Amin on there, who's now with Fox? I have not. No. So I tweeted about it. It's amazing because it's a lot of nerdy stuff too about just kind of my work it tells about the radio side. It's like, how does a game get prepared? Who does what? Like, the from a production technical standpoint. He's talking about, like, if you're one of the big-time games, like the number one SEC game of the week or the big noon or whatever, college game day, just the crew itself, just for the TV broadcast, not including radio, anything like that, two, maybe 200-plus people there to prepare a game. Now, they may not all be on site because you can do stuff remotely, but, like, if there's a state that says, well, first off, you used to 100-person gathering, I can play a football game anyways with just the teams. But go listen to that because it's really good. He goes through, like, he's kind of guessing like we are a little bit because he said he's heard nothing about any specifics about what they're doing. Yeah. Because also we don't know what games they're calling, as neither do we because we haven't seen any TV schedule. But go through and listen to that because he goes, like, here's what – he's like, can we use a remote person for this? Can we have a someone – a camera operator remote control it from a different state. Can you can you even have the sky cam because how intricate it is? But you gotta have people there to do a game. And so I would definitely go listen to that just because 
and it gives you an idea of how, what it takes to get a game. And there's been games like World Cup, tennis, Olympic stuff, remotely broadcast. But it's going to just be like, if you plan to be there, man, it's not happening, right? Like, if there's a season, I don't see how, in good conscience, any, at the moment right now, again, maybe things will change in two months. I highly doubt it'll change that much for the better. But like, could a governor or state official be in good conscience say, yeah, let's fill up the state in 10%, even if it's 100,000 person paid? Yeah, I don't know. They, they they can't. It's like here in my in Utah. There's this there's this group which despise, I despise because what they stand for. Like they held an event across the street from me. I didn't realize what it was till I got back home and looked at. It. Like there's a movie theater across the street from me. It's like the first day. Hey, you can start doing dine out. Like go go to a restaurant but sit outside or something might be open. I happen to be going to the grocery store to might get pick up to me. I see a huge parking lot like tons of cars like a big like tailgate. You know what I mean? So I go, I go to the store, I come back, I drive through, there's not many people that look online. It's just something that's like, not just respectful, but it's like we need to be out about doing stuff in May. They, they attempted to hold a concert, which was ultimately successful, of like over a thousand people would have got moved and shut down by three different places in the state. And then like state officials are different. Like the governor will do one thing, the county health official will do this, the mayor of this will do that. But there's no problem with it is there's no leadership in any of this. And this includes N-State football because all these six-week things are also guidelines. NCAA has literal no say over college football. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's a problem too. Like Mark Emmert, president, needs to like, hey, we're not doing games, or we need to do it this way. And there needs to be some. That's kind of like we joke. You need commissioner of college football years ago, like the Bill Connolly thing to put out there. It's like we need somebody in charge. who's like, hey, here's what we're doing. I know your area is different. They'll get input, but there needs to be some more uniformity of what can be done. That would be nice, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> I know. I'm just. I'm trying to be positive here, but like, here's the thing too. It sucks about this. If, let's just say games go on, which would be awesome. End the season, whatever. How many games they play? How hmm. eerie or creepy would it be to see nobody at Boise Stadium? Nobody. Okay, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Sorry, there's nobody there anyways. But you didn't get my point. No full, no full stadium. No tailgating. No excitement in the crowd when a guy breaks a tackle or a, a big hit or a huge 75 yard touchdown run on a trick play. Like, it's gonna be kind of sad to watch it'll be so different like it's, it's like i don't know we need oh what are we gonna what's gonna happen like let's go through some scenarios what's your like uh do you have a best case scenario right now Ooh. like the one you're most confident <laughs> in <laughs> i know we're too much away but i'm just trying to figure this thing out here i mean is saying that there's gonna be a season is that too optimistic <laughs> is that optimistic enough because i'm still not even sure about that no i i get it like do you okay I, okay, we got the big call for July 1st, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. what are we looking at with, like, week zero games or whatever? Uh, let me ask you an easier question. Will the week zero games – well, it's not, nothing's an easy question. What do you think will happen? Like, what's your gut telling you right now? Like, because we know there will be pressure to play, obviously. That has a lot to do due to it. Like, what's right around your brain? I'm like, yeah, here's what I think will happen. I mean, what I think is going to happen is the season's ultimately going to get shortened because okay. – I think you can really only bend over backwards so much, whether it's on the individual level or the programmatic level. You know, we didn't even talk about things like the fact that, you know, Wake Forest's head coach, for instance, he's going to be isolating from his own wife for like two weeks at the beginning of their camp just because she's more susceptible to catching the coronavirus. And it's like, so it's well, Frank, much, Franklin, you know what I mean? He's, he's going to sickle cell the state of Florida. How much of that are, are people going to be willing to put up with for the sake of money? A lot. And so I, 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 
I mean, yeah, a lot, but that doesn't, that isn't indefinite, I guess is what I'm saying. So, I, I mean, I guess I, I guess I'm still, I guess I'm still, I don't know. Like I said, I still think it's less than 50, 50. That it's going to, there's going to be a season in the way that we all envision it too. I think the most likely scenario is that if there's some kind of season, it's going to be one with a lot of cancellations with a more kind of regional throwback flavor to it. And, you know, whether that puts some programs at a disadvantage, like we didn't really talk about Hawaii, which at least in the long run has been one of the brighter spots when it comes to, you know, combating the coronavirus, you know, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that they were able to kind of lock down on visitors in order to do that. Mm-hmm. I know that they're planning to do kind of like different pre-screening measures for travelers to the state, but you know, how much are they going to, I mean, how is that going to work on a, the much bigger scale of bringing in a team's worth of staff and, and players? Um, you know, I just, I, I think it'll happen. I just, I still don't know if it's going to be a hundred percent. And I, if you were asking me right now, to put down a yes or a no, I'd say no. I think there's going to be some cancellations, probably on the non-conference end, which is going to again suck for more teams, some teams more than others. Um, I just I don't. I mean, in the long run, I don't know the entire picture, but I'm guessing there's going to be some really dramatic cutbacks. Exactly. So I looked up the Rudy Gobert thing. So here's what it is about him not fully recovering. Just so we have an idea, his was. When we knew about it, because I was working that night, our radio show went nuts because we're in Salt Lake and Jazz is playing, and we're like, why is the game late half an hour? And I run downstairs to figure things out. But, so, I don't know if it's a a major thing, because it's a smell, because part of it is smell and taste. He said mm-hmm. he still has not regained full sense of smell. Which, yeah. who knows what that means. Maybe it's just a, a minor thing. I don't know. But it's not a good thing, so if it's that that has issue, what's to say you're lungs or throat or something like i don't know how that's all worked together but it's been months world-class athlete fairly young still not fully recovered yeah and it's going to vary person to person but that's the point that's made it's like he's not 100 percent recovered instead specialists said it could take up for up to a year to regain that smell which maybe it's just smell his athleticism his actual because who cares if you have smell honestly not is that a big deal Maybe so, but you know what I mean. My point is, I mean, if, if you you're like fully, food, it's a big deal. <laughs> I, I, I get it. But you know my point from a health wise of being healthy and being able to do stuff, mm-hmm. it's probably on the lower end. I would say, hey, at least you can't smell the sweat really when he starts back playing again. But then again, you can't smell yourself. Do I know if I smell or not? <laughs> or smell uh-huh. good. But you're right. Like that's a uh, he's not fully recovered. That's an interesting thing. But and that's what that's March 9th, and we're middle of July. So ten weeks, twelve weeks. April made fourteen weeks essentially. So. You're leaning back to like maybe possibly being like the conference only slate we discussed a few months ago. Mm-hmm. So that would be what nine games, if that could be done. I've heard things like Air uh, Pac-12 taking all their teams to Arizona and playing the three stadiums there for conference play. I mean, it also because, wouldn't surprise me if they consolidated the schedule even further and just had you know, for instance, Mountain teams playing against Mountain teams. And, you know, axing the interdivision games just to cut down on travel. That's true, because you could, like, if you're, like, San Diego State or UNLV mentioned they'll drive. Like, UNLV is central. They, you could drive almost anywhere from there. Like, it's, like, eight hours to Logan, six or seven to Boise, or not six, seven, sorry. Boise's a bit farther, maybe 10 to 12. 12. But, like, if there's reasonable driving ranges for a lot of these places in the country. Like, from Reno to San Jose or Fresno, 
that's what five hour drive ride, I think. Car ride, seven something hours, like that. Yeah. Fresno to Vegas, what six hours? You do it quite often, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have that, but like, if you're here's my thing. If you're here's that my option, I could, I probably lean toward a condensed conference regional schedule. Like, are we going to see USC Alabama and, and Jerry World? Probably not. I would there's be already been surprised. there's already been rumors of Alabama TCU swapping in. I think USC was somebody else. I forget who it is swapping whoever TCU is playing that weekend. But but could Alabama even go to Texas to play that game? I don't know. But if we're talking about playing non or playing conference games only or your five division games, whatever t- division you're in, seven or eight, wouldn't it be ideal to play those games now if they can be played? And then play the other half in spring, like a split schedule? Because I think that can be a possibility as well. Maybe. I guess you'd have to figure it out logistically as far as, like, television and everything. TV will make it happen. There's enough TV networks, my mm. But, I mean, like, that could be a realistic idea because, let's say, you don't travel, you keep it close, and you play, you have eight, you have ten weeks to play whatever many games you play, between five and seven, I guess, depending on conference you're in. Um mm-hmm. Then you can play the other half in in March. I get it. You have the NBA going on, March Madness, college basketball, assuming that's going to go on. I like, always have the qualifier here, Matt. But like yeah, that would yeah. be an idea as well. And then that wouldn't really put the athletes in too much harm way of doing, say, February till Memorial Day and then have a season in late August, early September. If you're playing mm-hmm. half your season now, half your season then, that's more athlete-friendly, I would say, for health, physical health-wise from the – brutality of football to be able to come back in the in the fall to hopefully 2021 this is behind us we got a vaccine and we're looking things are looking up right mm-hmm. i i don't I, like site cv is there really an outlier or, or i mean a downside for that now that i can think of off the like, top of my head more time is better right yes Trying to think of a few other scenarios we have here. Fully spring football stuff, split season. Like what? Like what? What should we get to now? Like all these schools in the conference have done different things. Oh, here's one thing I wanted to bring up. I sent this to you earlier. Is AL.com put a piece out? I'm like, this better not be just some random dude spouting off about um, getting the virus now and being fine later. He actually spoke mm-hmm. to medical experts, and then result was like TBD. But their point being, it's like. I don't know if people are half kidding or maybe realistically, because like when I was younger, like we had chicken box, hey, go hang out with your friend and get it, you'll be fine in, in a week. Yeah. This is more severe than that, clearly, because we remember doing that. It's like, hey, they have it, go hang out at their house for a while, see what goes on, and just go drink out of the same cup or give some high fives and play in the swimming pool together or something. But mm-hmm. there's some people are hypothesizing if you get it now, you'll be fine in eight weeks or whatever during the season begin. But as you mentioned, you told me Rudy Gobert not fully healthy back from this. He's you don't know that. That's the point. You don't know. Like, could there be a possibility? Here's a couple things. Do you know if you're immune to it for sure? No, we don't know it again. Will you ever get a gift if you've already had it? I don't know. There's been overseas cases where people were tested positive once, months later, tested positive again. Maybe the first test was wrong. We don't know because they didn't show symptoms. How are you going to handle people who don't get symptoms? Like, are there, is there going to like, but the, basically they spoke to a lot of uh, doctors and smart people. They're like, there's a possibility that that could be the case. If ever enough people get sick now, they won't get it again or be less severe because I could, I think it's fairly clear. If you have something once like this, if you get it again, it'll be less severe. 
But that doesn't mean it makes it any better. You know what I mean? <laughs> that makes yeah. it feel better. Oh, you got covered a second time. It's only 40% worse. Or not as good. Mm-hmm. Or not, not good, but you feel 40% different on the upper. It's like, well, you're still contagious. It still sucks. But I hope coaches – I don't think coaches are thinking that way. I think it's just an open question. Like, well, maybe they're coming back now, so if people get sick, it'll be fine. They'll be fine. So that's, a, that's kind of a – I don't know. Is that like witchcraft medicine? I don't know. What are they thinking there? I mean, there's still a lot that could happen between now and, I don't know, July 31st that can shape this narrative even more. Like, you know, what, what, happens, what happens if just one college athlete gets severely sick? What there's happens if one college athlete dies? Yeah, we, there's been no deaths we've heard of. Uh, but I was like, what if somebody dies? Like, well, that was, is that what it takes to change the perspective? I mean, I want to say yes, but, it you know, this isn't the first – I mean, this isn't the first time where – you know, coaching staffs have been in a position where, you know, they can push a player to death. You know, like, look at, you know, what was it, Maryland a few years ago? Or the you know, some of those guys, some of those guys still have jobs. Yeah. Um, or what was it? Uh, was it Rutgers a, a while back? I forget exactly what it was. Oregon, poor Oregon strength coach got fired because of doing yeah. extreme workouts with under, I want to say Willie Taggart, I think. Yeah, I don't remember exactly. I just, I, Maryland is the one that really sticks out to me. As far as well, we don't we don't really know how people are going to react both within and outside of the industry if something like that happens. Yeah, because like if they have no symptoms, oh, part of it like here's one thing: you got to get tested. Who's going to do all this testing for everybody? Like, if the schools have the money, is it from the state? Whose responsibility is it? And if you're a Big Ten school that has fifty million dollars a year coming in, you could test everybody every six hours if you wanted to. But if you're out in the Mountain West or the Slack or the other schools, Big Sky or the Mac, like how, how much money do you have to test? Do you know what I mean? That's, it costs money to do this type of thing, even though it probably shouldn't. But like that's a big – if you're testing 100 people multiple times a week or at least once a week, like that adds up quickly. Like mm-hmm. are they going to bypass tests? Like, dude, you've tested negative four straight times in a week. Don't worry about testing for two weeks. And during that time, oh, they get sick because you're not testing. And they get everybody else sick because you weren't testing enough because you're trying to – skin back or what's to keep a coach from like you mentioned sneaking the guy in there like there's got to be some there's no official injury report for college football there i, I know the NBA's doing a separate covid injury report but there needs to be something uniformed about this about hey these guys i know there's HIPAA stuff but you gotta figure it out like hey these guys are out because of this and there's already it just i don't know it's, you know i mean like there needs to be something that's in the public interest needs to be done if that's the case right yeah mm-hmm. so Let's, get, let's wrap it up here because I think we've kind of exhausted. Anything, unless there's something I missed that you want to get to. Anything not, out there? Not that I can think of, no. So what's our – as of July 1st, what's your – I know I asked you before, but let's kind of give like a, a soft final answer here. What's the fall going to look like? I think the fall is going to look scaled back if we're looking for a nice clean way to, to come up with an answer. So like fewer games, regional games, something like that. Yeah, I don't think they're going to want to, but I think they're going to be forced to. Yeah, I think – who's going to force them then? Like, that's all I want to know. Who's going to tell them, no, you can't do this? Who's going to step I, I think up? If you, I think if university presidents know what's good for them, and, you know, this this isn't directly related to college football, but, you know, I've, I've seen stories from other corners of, of higher academics where, you know, they are putting faculty, for instance, in a position to do things that may not necessarily be in the public interest – you know, and that more or less comes down to, um, you know, like having more face-to-face classes or, 
you know, getting rid of some exemptions for remote to like, I remember one thing and I might be uh, misparaphrasing this. So I apologize if that's the case, but you know, Florida state, for instance, I saw someone mention earlier today, actually that, you know, they had set their faculty up in, in classified workers to work remotely from home, but that if they are, if they are seen to have been taking care of their kids when they're supposed to be working at home, then they're going to lose those exemptions. Interesting. Or, you know, a place like Georgia Tech, for instance. And I, I forget all the details. If you want, um, follow Ian Bogost on Twitter. It's at I-B-O-G-O-S-T. He's had a lot to say about what his institution is doing um, over the last several days or what they plan to do to you know, bring back their faculty in, in a situation that may not necessarily be the safest for them or the students that they're serving. Um, and if, if, if higher ups are making those kinds of decisions, I'm, I'm dubious to say the least about whether Mountain West uh, administrators will have the best interest of the student athletes at heart, because again, there was money to be made. I think they're willing to push the envelope as far as it will go in order to make as much money as possible. But I think if even one president comes out and says, no, we, we shouldn't be doing this, then that probably changes the entire conversation for everybody. The, I just the, have no idea when or if that's going to happen. But it comes back to like, do they have the authority to do that? And when people listen, like, is well, it going to be like, they're among, they're among the most influential people in the mountain West. So yeah, it should I think, be. you would think, but my point think. being like, like when I mentioned earlier, the stupid concert that went around because they wanted a thousand people to exercise their freedom. Like the governor of the state of Utah was like, no, we'll leave it up to the city. City A, um, health department vetoes it. No, we'll go here. City B, there's lawsuits. Says, no, you can't have a crowd of that. They go to city C. Yeah, we'll have, we'll host it. Like there mm -hmm. needs to be, it, it's not an issue with this, but it's an issue of everything overall. There needs to be somebody in charge. Maybe like, yes, the president's say carries a lot of weight, but like, is it going to be, hey, UNLV is not going to Boise because they had a huge outbreak seven days ago on campus. We don't feel safe. They just don't go. Are they going to forfeit? Or is there going to be, hey, we'll put you – know I mean, like there's got to be some, somebody in charge that makes a decision, not just school A, B, or C, but for a whole conference or the whole region or a state. Like that's the problem this whole thing. Like everybody's saying – you go to the president, no, it's up to the governors. Governors, well, it's up to the county health officials. No, it's up to this mayor here. No, it's up to the city council board members made up of seven people in this city. It's like there needs to be like I need to it's it's good to know. We must know who's gonna be in charge. Who's gonna make the hard safe say, No, we're not playing football this week or the next three weeks because it's not safe. Like we need that person. Who's that person gonna be? Maybe it is the president, but are they gonna lock the stadium and people can't get in because Coach A is needs to get in to play the game like what what's gonna happen I mean, like we haven't wild. mentioned him at all yet but i'm gonna be following very closely what craig thompson has to say in the weeks to come if he says I, anything because he's I, not like he's famous for being a, a an interview fiend or anything like that yeah you know, i've tried we, many a week i was easier to get larry freaking scott on my radio show than craig thompson because i talked to the guys jobin is back there working he's great so i chat with him like hey can we get craig on like he's like well, he'll just repeat the same stuff. Like the only time he talks is to, like the San Diego Union Tribune. So we need to get him to chat with those guys for a minute because they always, they always have something on him. Always chat with him. But like you're right, he doesn't typically doesn't stay a lot unless he's like blabbing about Gonzaga or something. You know what I mean? He's mm -hmm. you're right. but like is it him? Like he the conference can do something, but then you'll have 
state here or our state trying to play football or do this, but that's what we need to see. We need some sort of leadership overall. Like, hey, we're not going to play because it's not safe. And there needs to be – I guarantee you, Matt, they're working on contingency plans. I'm pretty sure they're working on plans we haven't thought of right now. Like, we'll play a game every three weeks or something just to make it done and have an extremely long college football season. That would be weird as well. But then you have the college football plans committee who, as of right now, is still planning to meet in person to talk football. Like, is that necessary to meet wherever they meet in person? I mean, I think I think the other group of people that I'm very looking very closely at are the head coaches as well, because they're yeah. dealing with the student athletes most directly on a day to day basis. They have okay. been, you know, especially among the, the first year coaches in the conference. You know, I think they have an opportunity to set a tone that not only are they looking to, you know, help student athletes develop as athletes, they're looking to help them develop and thrive as people. And so I think if if even one head coach is like, no, I don't know if this is safe for my my athletes. You know, that could be that that could be a positive message in the long run for future athletes who are considering those schools that, you know, they can see coaching staffs are looking out for their well-being beyond just what they can do on a field. And like this isn't the, the, the focus of, of this podcast, but, you know, it ties into a lot of the social justice issues that are going on nationwide right now as well. Mm-hmm. You know, more athletes are paying attention to that kind of thing. And so I think, you know, if, if coaches in particular are not just thinking about this year, they're thinking about their 10 years in the long run, then, you know, having, you know, wielding that kind of influence and in, in that kind of decision-making is going to be really important for them. You know, knowing when to make the right decision, when to say, this isn't safe or this can't happen or something like that. No, definitely. It's like, you're right. There needs to be like, do you want to trust the guys? Like, well, you're going to be pushed out there and might get sick. So it's like, come on. Um, Astro, let's wrap it up here with my prediction. Well, actually, let me ask you this. You mentioned your gut feeling what happened. What do you think should happen? And I'll get to mine. I mean, if they're going to do a season, I think at a minimum they should do it without fans. Um. I don't think they should do it even with a scaled back attendance. Like I know that some pockets of the country are considering right now. I just don't think that that's feasible. Um, I think, you know, limiting travel as much as possible is probably going to be something that if it's not coming into play now, I would expect that it would by maybe the end of July, if things haven't improved where, especially with non-conference play. What are the the trade routes like across the country? Do you have a hook on Amtrak or something? I have no idea. Um, you know, it's it's gonna have it's gonna probably have an an effect most uh, consequentially on non-conference scheduling. I think it's gonna be mean less road games overall for the Mountain West. But you know, you look at a, uh, a game like Florida State at Boise State. That's you know probably gonna be one of the most anticipated games of the year. But if things keep going the way they are right now, I really don't think that game is gonna happen. Yeah, I here's I think we know we'll wrap it up with this the final thought here because we don't want to keep repeating many times. But that's what I think what what the what what the leagues will do. They're gonna try as hard as they can to play as much as close to a regular season as possible. But because money. But here's the thing where I think they can get in the trap to trap to doing. Like say they only do six or so games, that's only like because when when I, when I submitted questions for, for Craig Thompson's thing, he didn't really – I think he kind of answered mine, but I don't recall because I feel like, hey, is there a, uh, mon- a money thing with, with now Fox and then obviously CBS before? 
is there a money is like could money be deferred or just the contract changed? He said that I believe he said they weren't really discussing that, which means it's probably on the table or it hasn't come up maybe because if you play six games, are you gonna get all that money back? Maybe there could be some change, but like Fox, because we know almost 100% certainty if that Boise game happens with Florida State, that's like the big noon Fox game they want to have. Mm-hmm. Like that draws a pretty big crowd. They're not going to have Urban Meyer and everybody there for the show and that Leonard and whoever I forget who's on that cast of characters and stuff. But if they're if they're smart thinking about it, what they're going to do is try to push for as much as possible and put like you mentioned, push the envelope, bend the rules, not bend the rules, but like kind of fit the narrative and say, hey, we're fine to play. I I mentioned this weeks ago to guys I work with. I'm like, I 100%, I still believe this 100% guarantee more so now than I did a couple weeks ago. There's going to be some disruption of the season. They're going to try to plan us forward. But I think, what, honestly, my number one case they should do, what I what I want them to do is push it all to the spring. I know, here's the thing people say, well, you're sports media guys. You want, you want this to film. No, my job doing this, we get a few bucks doing this stuff. My other regular job is all about sports. Do you think I don't want college football to happen when I have three D1 schools in the state I cover and talk about? You know what I mean? Like, I want this to happen. Like, it would hurt me dramatically if I can't, if there's no college football. But, Matt, some things are bigger than football, right? Or sports. You know, like life. Yeah, a, lo- a lot of things are bigger <laughs> than football. Like, and so, saving lives. I think that's what they should do. What I would, well, I would prefer, I think that's a great idea. I think they are going to prefer it most, but I think what the plan should be, and I think this is a pretty good plan, play as you mentioned before, I thought of only divisional games, whatever conference you're in, you play divisional games, you're independent, you try to figure things out, like BYU, they play some Mountain West teams, the Mexico State, I'm not sure that'll really work, but I think a good scenario, a good rule and thumb place would be let's hold off on the non-conference games right now, assuming they're long distance, like if it's Boise-Utah State, maybe that could be played, you know what I mean? Or Boise, Mm -hmm. I mean, sorry, Boise-BYU, excuse me, like games like New Mexico State, New Mexico, things like those could play. You play five to seven games now, 90, 90% conference games in all division games. You have half the season in place. Play the other half in spring where you play all your non-conference so it's not a huge busy schedule. I think that's a plan they should seriously consider to get a full season in, to get all the money in. The bowl games, you got to figure that out if it's going to play. Maybe they're campus games or something or whatever. Or a modified postseason, which I didn't even get to, which I, my idea loved, or at the hour mark here. This is the time now, Matt, just to go crazy and have a 16-team postseason. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. every conference champion get in. You play at home campuses, assuming it's still safe. You're playing this in mid-April. Because if you if we split the season, we split the season, you have the whole fall semester to figure it out. And in the spring, maybe wait till March when it's a bit warmer. Not every place is freezing cold across the country. But you only need, like, four or five games on that end to do it. So... I think that would be something really to consider because because I'll think about the positives, Matt. Spring, you can have, like I'll say things go perfectly. We get a vaccine in February. It's widely available to everybody who needs it, who can get it. We get fans in the stands. You get your TV money there. You play all twelve games. You get a possibly an amazing postseason. Like doesn't that sound amazing? Of like the most like look at baseball's doing. They're making some different rules that are some people like, some don't like. Tweaking some tweaking things up like. Wouldn't that be like if if you if you want to have it all, why not do it that way? If you want it all, wear a mask. I okay, I get that. <laughs> I'm just saying, but I'm, I'm I'm thinking like if you're from a AD, present wise, coach wise, TV network wise, you want the money, you want to have the product. I think that's a really really smart scenario to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, are we done here? Do we get do we get all of our frustrations out possibly? 
I think so. Wear a mask, okay. wear a mask. You know what? Actually, can I say one more thing? Because I'm like thinking it. about sure, it. Sure, sure, too. <laughs> this, is more of a, this is more of like a positive thing because I want to I encourage people to wear masks, too. And so yes. I've been thinking about this idea, and I'll probably write an article about it sometime this week. Can we make masks to send to people? I don't. I'm, I'm not crafty like that. I'm thinking people <laughs> give us. We'll we'll sell if you if you guys want masks. Well, here's, we'll a, here's it, what I'll can buy it from Here's us. what I'll say. I know I know for a fact that I'm pretty sure every every program, every athletic department is selling like team based masks, right? So if you want an Air Force mask, you can get one. Yeah. If you want a Fresno State mask, you can get one. So here, here's what I'm thinking about doing. And if you want to give us feedback on this, of course, you can follow us at MWC Wire. What I'm thinking is I want to encourage people to wear masks. So I'm thinking about having photo challenges between now and the the presumed start of the season. So basically between now and mid-August, where I will put forth a photo challenge, a wear a mask challenge, if you will, of some kind. And, you know, the the individual or the group of people who first satisfies the heart of the challenge, I make a donation to a Ooh. food bank in that community. Idea. So that's that's what I'm thinking about doing. I haven't figured out all the logistics just yet, um, but I would say be on the lookout for that. So, like, if you want to make uh, a positive difference in more ways than one, um, be on the lookout for that. That's a good idea. Also, if people don't care about masks, come on. I wear a Big Hero Six mask. Mask on. Come on. Like it doesn't I wear, get much I, wear that, a, does it? I wear a cloth mask that has uh, all the characters from the office on it. I've gotten multiple compliments about it. And Where'd you get that from? Uh, Etsy. Ah, there you go. Check you, it. Yeah. you can find you can find a lot of things on Etsy. Yeah, I've my wife made a bunch like some old T-shirts and stuff. Like so, we had a when Disneyland a couple years ago, probably five years ago now. I had like a Big Hero Six Bay Max shirt, so I have a bunch of masks that are made out of that, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Where yeah, wear a mask, send some photos, tag us. We love it. It's like it is almost outside of just staying cooped up at home, which sucks. It's like literally the least thing you can do that helps so much, right? Yes. It's like just I don't want to beg, but come on, people. Go find your favorite or do this. Go get your rival mascot and like put some words on there and say I hate you, but I'm still wearing a mask. Like, I will, should I'll, we make, should we make that a challenge? Get your rival mask and wear it around town, and we'll donate maybe more <laughs> or something. That that might, you know what? That would be a, that would be like a a bonus challenge of some kind. I'll have to consider that. Do I need to buy buy myself a BYU mask now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll end with Aaron some last rest again. So no, just we'll have fun. Like, okay, mwr.com. Check our site. We're doing all of our conference previews, out of conference previews. We're going to start some ranking stuff as soon as I get around to it. Our top 50 countdown will be starting very soon. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with a team preview of your choice on a Twitter poll. Right, Matt? Yes. All right, and we'll see you next time, folks.